Hey there, welcome to episode 24 of the True To You podcast. Feels really good to be here and have 24 episodes down. We are almost a quarter of a way to 100 episodes. That feels uh, really exciting and this has been such a, a great adventure. I'm so uh, so excited for all of you that have listened along to a couple of episodes, to all 24 so far, but most importantly, the people that have reached out to me and said, hey, I loved this episode. This really changed how I thought about this part of my career. Perhaps uh, following certain episodes, they've made some changes in, in their own life. And that is just so good because it's really easy to consume a lot of information these days but the things that we actually take action on wow that's that's really a proud moment so today's episode concludes the third part of this three-part series around money and empowering your money mindset as it uh, relates to your life but most importantly your career and I have today M-Page, and M-Page is the creator of Lumia Wealth. It is a financial education platform for millennial women, for single parents, divorcees, and boss ladies alike. She is really focused on helping this group of women because through her own personal experiences and challenges, she's seen firsthand what it means to have your financials (laughs) in order and what it's like when you perhaps don't. So I am really excited to share this conversation with you today because Em is very dedicated to her work. She's very dedicated to her clients and she also dispels a lot of myths around financial planning and needing trillions of dollars to enlist the advice of a financial planner. So I think that everyone is going to get a huge amount out of this episode. And I really hope that if something resonates with you, you take action on it because uh, M is certainly there to support you along the way. But even if it's something small in terms of your own life and your personal finances, I'm sure that it is going to be the start of something incredible. So let's get on with it, shall we? I'm Ruby Marsh. This is the True To You podcast and we are at episode 24. This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome, Emma, to the True To You podcast. It's a real pleasure to be in your beautiful home today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually really nervous, so bear with me. Um, But I'm so excited, so thank you. Uh, You'll be fine. It's uh, a conversation among friends, should we say. Yeah. (laughs) So, Emma and I, funny backstory, we only met officially a couple of weeks ago. We threw this podcast together 
in a moment of excitement after sharing each other's stories over coffee. Funny story about that though is that I uh, contacted Emma a while back via Instagram because I do a lot of blind dating via Instagram as we all do. A lot of stalking and then one day we go, oh, I'm going to reach out to that person. And so I contacted Em and she said, not right now, let's meet in a little in a little while because I'm just in the process of setting my business up. So her business is now officially live and kicking, which is amazing. Uh, and so I said to Em, let's have a coffee and chat about what we're going to discuss in the podcast. So we went to Autumn Rooms here in Newcastle and I thought Em was actually someone else. And so I embarrassingly went up to this <laughs> other girl <laughs> and said, hey Em, how are you going? And she goes, oh, my name's actually Sarah. And so about five minutes later, Em actually did turn up and I was like, yes, that's, that's you. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> That's the beauty of Instagram is that we're, we're always trying to size up whether people are, you know, what we've seen in the photos and then what we see in real life. Cool. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, tell us, Em, before we dive into who you are and uh, your career journey so far, tell us what gets you out of bed in the morning. Oh, gosh. I think, um, well, I have a three-year-old, almost four, so I am so committed to showing her, uh, her name's Winter, um, just the kind of life that you can generate for yourself. I've made a couple of really bad decisions um, in my life and I think I'd love, I love to just be able to share that knowledge with people and pass it on to, um, to her particularly. But I think most importantly, over the last 10 years being in financial planning in particular, I just have this sudden desire to help people um, better their own lives. And I, I think a lot of people don't actually realise that financial planning quite heavily overlaps with just achieving personal goals in general. Mm. So just helping people um, achieve these things that they may or may not have thought um, were possible um, is, is super rewarding. So Yeah, it, it, that's so interesting. Do you think it was a little bit of... Uh, the universe bringing you a daughter and then you choosing to work with women uh, more specifically do you think there was a hundred percent and I think being able to resonate with a women in particular now on this level um, it's definitely more I guess dragging me towards that direction it's making me more relatable um, for clients in their situations yeah. which is nice totally yeah. totally and like you say being able to model that for your daughter and just because she is only four doesn't mean that she's not picking up what you're putting down so <laughs> she actually I had, I had to laugh the other day she um had just gotten out of the shower and she was like Siri remind me to go to school tomorrow and I kind of sat there and first of all I was like I don't know whether to laugh or cry um but I was like it's just so apparent that she's picking up on on little things that, that we're doing day in and day out um, so that was quite funny. Oh, man. Yeah. What a world we live in, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a manual alarm clock getting me out of bed in the morning or my mum coming in and, like, dragging the, the duvet off me. So times have changed. Definitely, definitely. Let's share with the audience a little bit about your career journey uh, because I know you made a switch a few years ago, which is really exciting, and... 
I would love to know what got you into financial planning from what you were doing previously and what are you currently creating at the moment? Definitely. So I um, grew up working in my dad's uh, accounting firm when I was young. So that started from 13. So I think from a really young age, I was adamant, I'm not going to work in finance. That is not going to be my career path. I don't want the corporate nine to five. Uh, so I finished my HSC and I started studying business, but just generally, and then I was like, yep, you know what? I'm going to have a complete 180 and I'm going to, um, get a hairdressing apprenticeship. So I did that. And although I enjoyed it, I, um, I don't know, something just didn't resonate with me as much as I felt like it did with a lot of the other girls that I was working with. And in particular, I think I started suffering um, severe allergies from it. So it was kind of the universe telling me that I needed to take take a change and a switch up. So I think I sat down with my dad after that and I was like, so where to next? Um, and he was he has a lot of friends that actually do financial planning. And he's like, look, this is a really great career path. It's a growth industry. Um, if you do the right thing by your client, client it's quite rewarding. Um, and I was like, okay, so what have I got to do? I jumped into uni. I did my new start because I was the kid in year 12 that wanted to have the good time versus commit to the study. Um, and I think the rest was history. I um, got my first financial planning job at 21 and I'm now 30. So I think it's just kind of changed so much. I've had a couple of different opportunities. I've worked in the corporate environment and boutique environment. And I think now, um, now that I'm a mum in particular, it's kind of resonated me that I want to be small and be really in touch with my clients and not necessarily be dealing in a huge client base, mm. but I want a more close, relatable, personal experience with people. So that's where I am. And what's your business that you recently started? What's that called? So my new business is Lumaire Wealth. Uh, it is specialising um, in financial education and advice uh, from which I provide through a company um, called Sufficient Funds. Uh, but it's basically providing uh, advice and education to millennials, but mainly females and um, single parents and divorcees. I just feel like through the years I've come uh, across lots of women who've specifically booked appointments with me because they've had bad experiences with one. The statistics of females in financial planning is quite ridiculous. I think last time I checked it was 20 or 25% right. wow. um, in, in the environment. And there's something about a female, understanding a female's position that I guess a lot of these males aren't particularly mm. getting. So um, I, I, that's one thing that I've kind of like, I want to be able to provide a service that people can be comfortable and, and know that I've come from a, a similar background to them to instill in like a my own experience and share it with them and then help them through um, which is nice beautiful yeah. and i i love that you are committed to to this because i agree that uh when money gets into the hands of women traditionally you see really good things happen yeah and also knowing that through something like a divorce or a separation that women aren't always uh, financially geared for that experience, yeah. uh, don't have the knowledge going into that, and so any way that we can help that uh, experience be a little less painful for them when, when often, ironically, uh, also finances is one of the big things that can lead 
to that happening as well. I, I know yes. the statistics around yeah. what uh, why divorces happen from what they what you read is is often related to finances. So even helping women in an early stage in their partnership with someone could also be really powerful. A hundred. It's so detrimental. I think it's. I think being in financial planning, I was so unaware of just how little people understood money. Um, from the simple thing of going and getting a loan for a car or what they need to do and prepare themselves when they're gearing up to buy their first home or investment property or even starting a family, just how little people mm. know. Um, I've, had, I've had friends reach out that have got themselves into a car loan but didn't realise it was a car loan um, from a loan sense, it was more like a lease. So they're now, one couldn't afford the lease to start with, but now having to face these huge balloon payments just to get out of it. Mm. Now, if you can't afford your lot, like the repayments, then where are you gonna be finding the funds for these balloon payments mm. at the end to release you from that mm. debt? So it's just, it's crazy that they're not um, kind of bringing these things into schools, I think. Yes. It should be definitely something on the curriculum that yes. we Australia definitely should consider. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in terms of your experience and uh, share with us what you want to in terms of your ex personal experience with some of these things, but what would you say, uh, the fact that you got into final financial planning, obviously you grew up with, with this background somewhat and a father who uh, worked in accounting, so that was a natural progression for you. but. Once you were out on your own in the big bad world and like you said, making uh, decisions for yourself, which sometimes, you know, you might look back and go, oh, that, that, was, <laughs> that, that was a funny one. <laughs> yeah. However, in hindsight, when you look back, there's probably some pivotal moments that were really powerful decisions around money that allow you to also be able to support people with that. Is there a couple that you can share with us where you went, Oh, I'm so glad I did that because now this is the result. Yeah, um, I don't know whether it was a decision of I'm so glad that I did that. It was more like things that I've experienced and I was maybe a little bit too naive and I've learned a really valuable lesson. Um, and I think it, my first big lesson is buying a house with somebody that I didn't necessarily see... I think I was just blindsided by the idea of it and I didn't really digest what the implications of mm. that would be. So mm. I think it, um, at a really young age, I went and bought like the dream home that we absolutely adored. And, and then once the dust kind of settled, it was like, we're very different people yeah. and we're going into very different directions. And even as a simple would have normally been a breakup for somebody at that age suddenly was involving lawyers and it was just an absolute nightmare. So I think one valuable thing that I can instill in people is just really understand everything from every perspective. Um, it's all well and great to achieve these huge milestones, but you've also got to think about implications if things don't go the way that you anticipate. And not that you go into it thinking, no. oh, I'm not going to be with this person forever, but holy mackerel, like, it's, it's pretty hard when you start to involve money and breakups and that kind of thing. So mm. think about that. Make decisions whether you've got a, a shopper um, in a household or if you've got somebody who's quite conservative with their money. Generally, there's going to be a little bit of friction. Mm. Um, so whether or not that spender is provided with 
an allowance or whatever ways that you can kind of set yourselves up or whether you don't combine your finances, financial, sorry, financials 100% and whether you just kind of contribute to the deals. I don't know, there's a range of different things, but just know what you're getting into, I think is the best thing that I yes. can pick up. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I know even with my husband and I, we've been together for 13 years. However, we still have big conversations around money and it's really important that we don't hold in things that we're feeling around it because money, whether we like it or not, is quite an emotional there's emotion with oh, those transactions. Yes. We do things out of emotion. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, not making sure that you're making decisions from resentment. And like you say, you know, getting when you get into a partnership, there's, it's great to be practical about these things. If, yeah. uh, and think there's great resources out there now, isn't there, around money and really simple ways that you can have these conversations. Yes. and ensure that at least some of your values are aligned. <laughs> you just need to, to set the precedent for yourselves, have that conversation and communicate with it. Mm. There's nothing worse than when getting married or buying a house or starting a family and suddenly realizing that financially you guys are not on the same, mm. same path. Mm. Um, and suddenly you've got this really big spender who likes to rack up credit card bills mm. and the other person going, well, I'm working really hard for this mm. money and I'm getting nothing because I'm paying your credit card yeah communication so important yeah amazing amazing uh so you you work with with a range of people but particularly with Lumiere it was uh being able to financially empower women and with the tools that we have available like social media the the fact that we can sit down and have this conversation and then share it potentially with thousands hundreds of thousands of of people out there what is it that you hear around money and conversations that you have with women what do you notice what what are some of the stories that you hear the the narrative uh yeah what, what are we great at when it comes to money and what could we uh potentially work on um i think it is a common thing that i see a lot is it's too much, I don't understand it, mm. I'll sweep it under the rug and I'll deal with it later. Yeah. And then you come maybe meet with someone again maybe two, three years later and they're still in the same position. Um, and it's simply because it's people are just intimidated by it mm. and they don't want to take the necessary precautions to learn where they could be doing better because it's just too overwhelming. Um, so I think that's probably a huge thing. Or just being time poor. Mm. Time poor, like everyone's working. Most most households now, both partners are working. Um, there's lots of single parents out there these days as well and it's a, it's a lot to have to juggle. So it seems to be the first thing that drops off the, the pedestal um, in terms of priority for people. Mm. Um, and that's probably what I see a lot, a lot of. Yeah. Do you think as well that uh, it's service like what you provide uh, and perhaps that's why you created Lumiere's to also fill a gap in the market for particularly for women. Do you think that there's a perception as well that I don't need to get control of my finances or learn what's possible in terms of building wealth because I don't yet have 
any wealth or I don't have a million dollars in the bank. Yep. So I, I, I'm just trying to get by day to day. <laughs> that, that kind of that busy mentality of, of simply getting by but what is what do you see when people really do empower themselves and I see a lot of women do amazing things with not much as yeah. well so I think there's both sides of the equation oh, it's huge like I think what people realize that or don't realize I should say is you just get so caught up in the everyday that that's a learnt pattern, mm. right? So mm. if you just kindly change shift and, and start to know your own weaknesses and then maybe say, okay, well, I know what I'm doing is not working for me. So what can I do to implement some slight change that only will impact maybe my cash flow a tiny bit? I'll get used to it and not actually changing my quality of life or the type of life lifestyle that I'm, I'm wanting to live. But even just kind of making a slight change, whether it's instead of going to do groceries in the store, you know that you end up spending way over your budget. It, it could be simple as changing um, to online click and collect and things like that. That can simply save you sometimes hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. and it's little patterns like that. So one, well, probably for myself, I am the worst grocery shopper. <laughs> um, I have a really strict budget when it comes to groceries because I don't like to throw a lot of food out, but I've noticed that I'm, sucked into their whole marketing strategy when you go into the grocery store and I might have only gone in for a handful of items mm. but suddenly I'm coming out with mm. a trolley and then a week later the whole like spinach is like gross and soggy and inedible um it's just little things like that and but when you add it up over the year that's a whole lot of money and realistically whether I've done click and collect or if I've done grocery shop I'm still eating the same mm. amount of food same quality of food it's no different mm. huge difference huge huge yeah and they're small everyday habitual things like you say that can actually go a long way like if we think of a mortgage as uh, usually a 20 to what 30 year commitment yes. for most people yeah. think about these habits if you do those over that period of time as well and uh, how, what would be possible as well and I know we're going to get into some more specifics in terms of resources mm -hmm. and things that, towards the end of this conversation do you have any other habits that you do on the day-to-day -day that have uh, have really made a difference in your life that you might be able to share. I'd be interested to know even around starting a business because that's a financial commitment. And yes, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think primarily, like even when we relate it back to starting a business, I am now learning so much more about what goes into it. I knew it would be hard, but in the last two months, I think I'm just sitting here going I need to set these foundations up really early and speaking to a professional around kind of structure and things like that I've gone and um, sought help from an accountant just to make sure that I'm making the right and I'll relate that back to in financial planning when, whether it's budgeting or automating um, my cash flow and things like that so certain bills pay for themselves mm. um, like whether it comes into the bank and then it shifts out somehow um, they're definitely ways around that that you consider to streamline things but also prepare yourself for the long term so you don't get your big quarterly bill and it's like ah! um, you've actually taken that into consideration a little bit earlier so yes absolutely <laughs> uh, and one thing I would add to that as well with starting a business is what's your priority in terms of uh, 
where you spend your money as well. It's really easy to go and spend a lot of money on a website, go and spend a lot of money on technology and feel like you need to have all these things to make it look like either you're successful or uh, to be able to um, do certain things. But it's actually uh, those investments and where you invest the money, uh, like you say, in an accountant Mm -hmm. is super, super important in your mindset because there's so many challenges you're going to face with starting a business that you don't expect will come along because when you're working for someone else they're taking a lot of that load and then suddenly all of the decisions yes Yes. and particularly in financial planning like we can't practice without a license so Mm. you've got to bring money in to be able to like find your license and oh my goodness it's out of control yeah 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 so making a switch in your career uh you did it a number of years ago so you might be kind of going way back in time (laughs) to think about this but uh you just mentioned then setting up as a financial planner and there's an investment with that what was that that change like for you financially uh a lot of women i find a big reason why we're really nervous to switch careers is the financial impact that that's going to have on us. Uh, Perhaps in the short term, it is going to look like a lower income in order to go where you really want to go in the big picture. How did you set yourself up in, in that period and were you looking big picture or was it simply throwing yourself into this new adventure and seeing how you landed. Well, I would definitely not recommend the way that I did it. Okay. Um, Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I think um, I didn't see myself doing this when I made the jump. It was nothing that I had the big goal long term, but it hadn't been something that I planned for um, specifically. So I wasn't putting some form of cash reserve away to make sure my overheads were met. So I think I just literally had bought a house a couple of months ago and then being like, nope, okay, today's the day, I'm going in, I'm gonna quit my job. And I think that over the last eight weeks, because I quit my job uh, two months ago on the 19th, yesterday, and holy moly, it's hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like life still has to go on, the bills still need to be met, I've still got to pay school fees, I've still got to put food on the table. So. I think the best thing you can probably do if you are going to make this leap is really start to understand what kind of cash flow you would need. Just Mm. to cover your basics, Mm. it might mean that you take a a dive back in your Mm. lifestyle. It might mean the holidays, it might mean mean, we've got Christmas coming up, so I know that this year is going to be really different compared to last year. Mm. Uh, But oh, you need to plan for it and you really need to understand and not just expect that in the first couple of months there's going to be guaranteed income Mm. because I'm telling you now, you can't guarantee that. And in our line of work, it's going to take a good couple of months for invoices to start flowing Mm. in. So it's it's definitely a huge reality check and I would never, um, and I can wholeheartedly say I would never encourage anyone to um, put themselves under some any unnecessary stress or pressure. Mm. Um, if you're going to make the leap, think about it. Yes, it's great to, to dive in and, and be really naive to it all as well, but be warned that there could be some adverse effects behind it all. So. 
Yes, 100%. And uh, it depends what risk you're also uh, comfortable with, right? Some of us, I know my husband in particular, he he can handle a bit more risk than what I can. And, and perhaps that's a male-female thing. Uh, but I know for me, I want to do things slowly and I'm thinking about the long term. Yeah. I'm thinking about my life five years from now, not about the immediate uh, wins, the quick wins. So uh, if that means holding on to a part-time job while you set yourself yes. up, retain a clients that perhaps they're not your dream clients that you want to work with but they actually bring in some cash flow or like you alluded to uh, saving up to actually make this leap so that you know shit hits the fan and you've got three months six months a a period of time where you're going to have Mm -hmm. a bit of a boost in your income because you're right even though you were switching into your own business from an industry that you're already in suddenly it's about you and your reputation and that takes time to build and those relationships i imagine that financial planning is is very relationship focused 100 percent. yeah i've been really lucky um a lot of my clients were friends already Mm -hmm. and i think they've been super supportive in this whole change which has been nice um and it's really nice actually the amount of people that kind of jump in and want to support you that you never thought would have supported you through it so it's definitely worth doing if i if i could say anything to anyone wanting to have a career change or wanting to make a leap like do it um definitely do it i don't think i've i've got a newfound stress in terms of how am i going to pay my bills but my quality of life and the stress around getting to work on time not being able to take my daughter um to and from school some mornings or not being able to attend doctor's appointments on my website. It's been the best thing that I've ever done. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's often why, especially for women that that I work with, why they come to me is that they want to make this change because it's about the impact it can make on the rest of their life. Yes. It's simply that you've got to think about all of the factors. Uh, your energy if you're starting a new project it takes more energy your finances time all of those things so whilst that is the uh, the result of creating something yourself and your own creating your own income is is really understanding okay what is it going to take to make this change would you like to share with us quickly a little bit about your own money story. This is something that I'm really interested in because I've done some work on this myself in terms of my personal experience with money growing up and how it was spoken about in our home and then how that filtered into the decisions that I made as an adult and, and deciding to shift some of those, especially what success really looks like for me. Have you done much work on on your money mindset, your money beliefs, and what was that process like? I am very vocal about the kind of transformation I've created for myself. And I think because one thing I do notice in financial planning in particular, not many people have the capacity or the skill set to be like, oh, I'm really good at saving or I'm really um, conservative when it comes to shopping or the lifestyle that I want. So 100% I put my hand up and say, 
when I started, I was the girl that had the designer new outfit every weekend. <laughs> I had credit cards. I was spending more than I was earning. And I think I look back at myself now and just go, you are such a goose. So I think dad used, to, <laughs> dad used to sit down and be like, what are you doing? Like you, you, You're just spiralling out of control. But I think um, what I've kind of learnt over the, the time, and I think what really hit me when I, it wasn't until I, I um, took a bit of a hiatus and I moved over to Canada and I went back to just working and a normal non-financial planning job in Canada and I was living $10 an hour it was rough. Um, didn't buy any clothes the whole. I think I bought one pair of boots and one pair of jeans maybe when I was there, and it was simply because the ones that I took broke. Mm. Um, and it was a huge transformation from buying new clothes or new things every week to suddenly not just trying to pay for the the clothes and the rent, not the clothes, sorry, the food and the the rent just to get by. And I think particularly after now having my daughter, it's very much change the shift in um my mindset about spending and um putting more value on quality products versus i guess what can i call it like like more things it's mm. having a couple of quality things and buying everything um and two just making um sure that things are paid in advance i think that's the best thing that i've ever done so making sure that I'm splitting out my bills um, on a pay cycle basis. So everything's chipping in, everything's kind of paying off on a frequency. So I'm not getting the big quarterly bills. Um, and I, it's changed dramatically. And like I mentioned before, the grocery shopping thing is a mm. huge thing mm. for me. Um, so anything like that, that I can remove the temptation of my weaknesses is probably the best thing um, that I've learned. Yeah. Um, through the time because if you know you, you, you're awful at something what can you do to change it mm. yeah and uh knowing why you were spending so much in the first place what was that about yes. yeah. what uh, did you feel like you had to live live up to some version of success yeah and i think it's pretty apparent today with social media and everything everyone thinks that they should be living a certain level of lifestyle mm. right everything is luxury mm. everyone should be having these great holidays driving the most expensive cars houses um but the reality is it's not feasible no one generally earns that amount of money like and i see it all the time mm. you, you get people come in and it's like what is happening um, but yeah. Appearances can be deceiving. <laughs> oh, very much so. You find that the ones that aren't dressed in the most amazing outfits and driving the most expensive cars, when you see their um, financials, it's quite surprising. Um, and the best thing I've ever learned doing what I do is don't ever judge a book mm. by its colour. Mm. Um, and particularly just because you've got a big ticket job paying big dollars it's very surprising that the amount of people that come in that actually don't have any net wealth left, they mm. might be leveraged up to their eyeballs and um, are just working to pay off the debt. There's nothing left. Mm. Mm. Yes, and especially when you decide to make a leap in your career, there's nothing like I can identify with that, with uh, wanting to aspire to 
look a certain like a certain mm-hmm. person externally and have certain things and then as soon as you make that change it really opens up your eyes to well I don't have that same sort of money anymore and I don't have that uh, income just sitting around to spend on things and what does that actually mean about me and I'm am I okay with that am I okay with the person not that's not wearing those designer things anymore and it's quite I think in a, an empowering experience if you can go through that because I think that probably also can derail a lot of people when they make a change or is because they suddenly can't keep up with that old lifestyle or they decide to start a business and it really is starting from scratch and the reality is is that business does require a bit of grit and a bit of tenacity (laughs) and if you've got bad money skills outside of having a business be sure that those bad money skills are going to follow you through so it's hugely important I think um mindset is key when it comes to money and probably a lot in what you do and I think what what we do overlap in a number of Mm. ways because it's hugely about mindset yeah 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 Absolutely. Uh, For the single mums and divorcees that you're focused on, what do you think there is, why do you think there is a gap in the market for focusing on these women, apart from the statistics in terms of divorce are pretty high anyway, so there, there is a lot of people around in that position. But is, is that partly from your own personal experience that you really felt a deep connection with these women? And uh, I would love to simply end this, this conversation by um, having you share what, what really connects you with these women and how you know that you can support them. If there's anyone out there listening that is in that position, what's some final words of advice that, that you can share? Um, seeking help is not intimidating. You mm. don't need to have money um, to need a financial planner. I think the wrong, the misconception is that you most people seek financial advice as if they've come into a sum of money or they're in serious financial mm. trouble. Mm. No, I think that is so wrong. And I think for particularly if you've gone through a divorce or a separation or you're just trying to make the best situation out of what you've got for mm. yourself, it can be it can change things so dramatically for you. Um, and I think whilst I've gone into this space of dealing with divorcees and women, I think it's just, one, it's come from a, a passion of myself, but two, being a female, um, I see how intimidating it can be. Mm. Uh, in, in, I think just even going to, to conferences and things, being in the minority, just how intimidating mm. some of these older men can be. I, um, very old-fashioned values, um, and they just kind of don't get the modern day female, the modern day lifestyle, which is nice. So I think the best thing you can ever do is just find someone who you can relate to. So it doesn't have to be intimidating. More often than not, a, like a chat with a financial planner doesn't cost you anything. Yes. Um, and you're there to drive the conversation. So go and ask your questions. If you don't like it, you don't like it, but you'll never know if you don't do it. Exactly, and education is the quickest way to feel more powerful about something isn't it and if I know that if I uh, called you up and I said Em let's have a chat about finances that you would be 100% let's do it I can't wait to help you and 
that's the just the vibe that I get from you and it's so lovely because straight away that uh, that wall is broken down and it's about you supporting me rather than seeing it as a, a transaction oh I might be able to get something out of this person because they've got a lot of money that's not me at all and I think there's nothing worse and I see it so commonly is the big peacocks um (laughs) I'm gonna put a real estate agents under the bus here I see it a lot and you do find a lot of peacock financial planners Mm -hmm. and I hate how disingenuine that is there's nothing worse than someone gloating about what they've done in their life like let's be real for a minute everyone doesn't have this ducks in a row row every Mm. single time so Mm. I think the best thing I and in terms of what I offer I'm like let's be real about this I've learnt why don't you have a chat to me and learn from my mistakes too and then let's work together and create something awesome yes and what have you noticed when these women become financially empowered when they either engage in your services or you simply give them one little piece of advice and they run with it what great things have you seen happen as a result of it oh you know i've I've got one family in particular um that i've dealt with in the last couple of years and when they first got introduced to them they were struggling 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 they were spending inheritance faster than you could blink your eyelids um and it was kind of like guys like you've just bought a house you're about to lose it all and then the transformation now i think the most rewarding thing i've ever experienced in particular um, is now helping them renovate this house that they've lived in. It was kind of falling around them um, and their kids. And it's like, no, we're in a position now. You stop your spending, you've changed your habits. Let the get, let's get these renovations done. And holy moly, I feel like I'm them because yeah. I get just as much satisfaction. Yeah. And it, to be honest, it kind of gets me a little bit welled up in a way because it's honest, I, like I can fully commit to these people mm. and these relationships. Mm. So mm. it's pretty good. Amazing, Em. I am so excited to see what you create with Lumia and the sorts of resources and education and empowerment that you can provide women with in terms of money and setting up the possibility that we can all enjoy financial abundance in terms of whatever that looks like for us, right? And like I said right at the beginning I heard a quote one day where they said that when large amounts of money get into the hands of women we do really great things and if you can support women along the way to do that then I'm sure it brings a lot of meaning to your work so 100 thank you thank you again you have everything you need to create the change you desire All you need to do is see the possibility. Hey there, if I could say this one sentence to your face right now, would you believe me? Pages of Possibility is a daily journaling practice and it is the very thing that allowed me to believe those words more than anything. So before you go, my love, I want to make sure that you get your hands on this super simple tool. If you're feeling a little stuck about your work, your career, or a dream you have, Pages of Possibility has the power to get you unstuck in minutes. With every small action you complete from your journal, your confidence grows tenfold. You attract new opportunities and you have the support you need to make the change happen. 
be the woman who moves towards her dreams. Download your free Pages of Possibility journal by heading to rubymarsh.com right now.